Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show. Coming at you today from Lamert Park, California. That's right. Haroon Coffee. Haroon. And across from me, my co-host, my partner. Is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, here to tear <laughs> shit up again. Yeah. Yeah, just let that sink in. Take that in. Sounds like Bebop. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. That's visceral. <laughs> yeah. Palpable. Uh, visceral. Yeah. That's Sushi good, roll. Man. I like this. Sushi right. roll. Sushi, Sushi roll. roll. The people. the people. That people, man. It's all about the, the people. people. Yeah. It's all about the people. It is all about the people. The people. Yeah. I was inspired to this by Chase. Right? That's Chase of Infinite's philosophy. Man, it got tribal with it. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And the minerals, the iron. Vitamin on sound. Sean Lewis. Oh, blue eyes. Certified audio professional. Engineer. For the hard. Oh, yeah. It's groovy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sean feeling like a straight G today. Oh, pimping. Yeah. Is that your slick shit? Oh, blue eyes. Just staring to these old blue eyes, honey. And was chilling like a criminal. There you go. Hey, old blue eyes. Who is this? E40? No, this is Constable Swanage. Damn. Elijah, wrong kind of dope. Yeah. Just staring to those deep blue eyes. Yeah, blue eyes. Nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna hurt you, baby. <laughs> you, you don't have to hop in the car. Baby. Just relax, baby. We're gonna go for a ride. Just look yeah. at the sparkle in my don't, emerald eye. Don't worry, everything's okay. I, I know more ties. Hit my ties by these blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> As your panties slip off you before you know what happened. Big thighs. Yeah, thunder thighs. I want your big thighs with my blue eyes. I'm your big thighs. And you realize my eyes tell no lies. And always tell a lie. About my size. <laughs> and every little prize. I'm going to take you from the lows to the highs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> You're being foolish, but let me show you how to be wise. <laughs> All right. All right, enough pimp shit. Yep, right. we got old blue eyes right. now. Now. He, he's that brother with the good, with the light eye. <laughs> hey, um, so who do we got here today? Uh, we've got Shumahan. A- We've got a very illustrious, a very just amazingly talented, uh, one of the greatest actresses to ever grace any screen. Ooh. Any screen or any stage. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, Who is sophisticated, Mm. very continental, Mm. very urbane, Mm. right? 
Um, she's a, a beautiful import. Yes. Um, um, very close Absolutely. to a very good friend of ours. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, she's from Lebanon. Mm. Which I'm trying to fill as much time as I can for this long intro because she poked she picked this song. Yes. <laughs> and we might have to take a joint from Cheech and Chong. <laughs> so that we say it right and we don't say it wrong. When does this guy start singing? And about uh, three minutes. Three, four minutes from the mm. intro, I mm. think. Right. We, we might get to ha- hear him at have, the end of the you show. You have to wait for it. <laughs> we might get to hear him at the end of the show. Right. So usually, like, our common practice is we say to the guest, right? Mm. And, and the guest, you just heard her voice. The, Tell me something. Say something to me right now, guest. What do you want me to say to you? <laughs> you know what? That right there answers <laughs> your question. It doesn't matter because it's the way you say it that matters. Oh, right? Am I the first person to tell you that you have a, a very exotic accent? That no. It, no? No. Listen to that. <laughs> Listen to that. But I appreciate it anyway. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, see that? Yeah. So um, that's our guest. And usually, oh, here, here we go. Here you go. This is what she wanted to be introduced on. Beautiful actress is lost in a reverie. She's got her finger up in the air. Eyes are closed. She's singing. First ever on the Hardwick show. Here she goes. People pay thousands of dollars to hear this. <laughs> I can't compete with him. She's got a little bit of a blush now. She's gotten a little bit. Wedi Asaf, his name. Yeah, her eyes are watering. Yes. Look at that. She's getting teary-eyed on Nearly her. perfect teeth. I don't know how she accomplished that. There she goes. Listen to this voice. What's he saying? He's saying... He's saying, Lebanon, a piece of heaven. Uh, There's a joke For the there. generous... Wait, wait. Uh, in summer, it's not stingy on water, and for Ooh. for who, for any um, how do you say a visitor, it has open uh, hands. It's a tribute to Lebanon and the hospitality of Lebanon and the Lebanese oh. people. We are very known with that. You know, we like to have people in our homes and our countries and. We treat them so well because it really makes us happy. Right. It's right. Not stingy with the water. <clears throat> not stingy with the a water. A certain friend of ours, I think I can now see why a certain friend of ours has um, head over heels fallen for years. <laughs> yes. Not stingy with the water, I think. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> we very might open. know somebody who loves you. Very hospitable. <laughs> I will trench your thirst. <laughs> oh, I right. might know a guy that's been captivated by you. I might know a certain somebody who's been <laughs> swept away by those waters. I might know somebody. <laughs> there might be a certain somebody. <laughs> that will keep uh, unknown for the moment. Yes. Everything is mysterious around you, isn't it? Yeah, I like uh, to keep it that way. <laughs> so um, we have with us today a very special guest, Alexandra, mm-hmm. right? Yes. The yes. great actress. Um, she's here in L.A. Um, and actually what we're going to talk about today a little bit yes. is, you know, recently Lebanon has been in the news. Yes. Yes, it has. And 
let's break this down for a second. It was in the news because there was a massive explosion in the port of Beirut. Correct. Does everybody listening remember at some point in time when your feeds came through a horrific explosion? Right. Not many that we've seen right. up close. Look like a nuclear bomb. Right. There was a mushroom cloud. Right. And it was this reddish billowing smoke and this giant mushroom cloud. And, you know, when I don't know what you guys thought. I didn't see what the headline was yet. So my first thought was, shit, war started yeah. or some kind of terrorist attack. Oh, I, yeah. I thought it was a nuke. I thought somebody nuked in this country, wherever, whatever I was watching. Without a doubt. I was like, that, that's, those are baby nuclear missiles. I was like, yeah. That's, and I was like, all right, World War Three. here we go. We yeah. got Trump in the White House and World War Three. I woke started. up in the morning and my partner was actually a certain somebody, a certain somebody who uh, every morning, <laughs> the first thing he does when he wakes up is check the news and he said, hey, uh, I have bad news bombing in Lebanon. And I was sure that it was the war because Lebanon has been on the verge of not knowing what's going to happen for the next, uh, for the last, uh, what, eight, nine months now since the break of the Lebanese revolution in, uh, in October 2019. Um, so, yeah, I woke up with this news and I didn't know what happened. And we second. still... You woke up. You got the news. I got the news. I immediately went in, uh, on my phone and I realized that it's actually an explosion that happened in the port because there mm. has uh, there was 2,750 tons of uh, ammonium nitrate that was irresponsibly stored in the mm. in the in the port of Beirut, which is the heart of Lebanon, which is surrounded by. Uh, residential areas and nightlife areas. It's a very densely populated area. Right. So, so yeah. like, just to give you some context, because, you know, ammonium nitrate, right, is, is normally used as a fertilizer. And Correct. if you remember the, the Oklahoma City bombing, right? So what exploded in Beirut was, what, 2,750 tons. Yeah. Right? Now, if you remember what Timothy McVeigh did, in the Oklahoma City bombing and how it shredded that half of that federal building, mm -hmm. that was only two tons of ammonium mm -hmm. nitrate. It's, 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 uh, it's an so, un unimaginable amount of ammonium nitrate that exploded. And, and, and this is what made this explosion, the, it ranked the third biggest explosion in the history of humans. Right. Which comes after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, we, it looks like that. And right, we yeah. were very, we were kind of lucky that it happened in a in a COVID time where there was not a lot of activ activity. Because right. if this happened at the time that it happened, in the place that it happened during normal times, I can guarantee you that there would be thousands of people dead. Right. Because right. these streets are very busy. Right. They're very busy streets. And densely packed. And densely packed. And uh, there are uh, uh, two big neighborhoods of nightlife where really almost all the Lebanese people go there and gather there and, and spend some time together there. These are the two streets left for us to actually gather, you know? I saw a picture. It had to be uh, many, many blocks away. Maybe in my, I have no idea how far it was. But cars were turned over. Right. In the street. This was, uh, this was like really a few, uh, like maybe one mile away from mm. the explosion. Yeah. But the radiation went, I don't know how many, like about 10 kilometers. Uh, the shock wave. The, the shock explosion. wave. Yeah. 
there are so many buildings that are that their bases shook that needs to be teared down there are historical neighborhoods that have been severely damaged there are museums there are so many residential 3000 people 300,000 people excuse me found their themselves homeless in a matter of seconds right and now these 300,000 people are on the streets not knowing where to go, not having anything or anywhere to go. This is why there are so many NGOs and, uh, uh, and uh, individual uh, initiatives right. that uh, deployed themselves on the floor and they, they put up some tents and whoever can host people in their homes are hosting people. So and, yeah. the Lebanese hospitality is needed now more than ever. Definitely, and it has shown itself. And every, all the youth, especially, really, right. all the young people went down on these streets and started cleaning them and cleaning uh, the, 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 the unimaginable amount of uh, debris, you know. And, uh, and the, the thing is that the government is not doing anything about it. It's the people that are on the street cleaning the streets and right. trying, trying to help and trying to get funds to be able to rebuild some of the damage. So, so, so to back it up for a second, though, ammonium nitrate, right? We know it's fertilizer or whatever, but like, like why? Like, what the fuck is that for? Like, I don't get it. Like, how does that work? So I was reading around, looking up stuff. So ammonium, so all plants need nitrogen, okay? They need the nitrogen in order to do the turning the sun into sugar um, uh, process. In order to do that, nitrogen's required. So in all this, like, whenever you treat the soil, you've got to figure out some way to get nitrogen into it. One of the easiest ways, the cheapest way, it's very cheap, is to use ammonium nitrate to put that into the soil so that the, the roots absorb it and they, you can yield these amazing crops. But the only other use for ammonium nitrate is also for explosives. Bombs. They mix it with TNT. They used it in World War I with something else. And anyway, it's used in war all the time. So in like 2014... There's this cargo ship, and it's full of this 2,700 tons of uh, ammonium nitrate going mm -hmm. to Mozambique. Okay. And somehow, because I'm like, well, why the fuck are there 2,700 tons of, of ammonium nitrate for, like, years stored improperly in, some, in Beirut? Right. What the fuck is that? Well, right. we don't even know why it's there. We know that the, the captain of the ship abandoned it. Yep. We don't know why exactly, and we don't know how the Lebanese government seized it and stored it without the knowledge of anybody, of course, uh, in, in the port of Beirut. Listen to that. So think about that. So that would be the same thing as you're down in San Pedro... San Pedro, right? L.A. Harbor. Right. And, and, and the American government seizes, right, like uh, 2,000 tons of sticks of dynamite. Mm -hmm. And they store it, you know, in some U-Haul storage building right next to your house and that nobody told you that. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is this is exactly what happened. And the the, the port uh, uh, representatives and the people who are working in the port were for, since 2014 are uh, are demanding from the government to come and take this ammonium nitrate and store it somewhere else. And right. the government didn't do anything about it. So this raises question, why did you want it there? And what were you doing with it? Have you used some of it? Meanwhile, we have absolutely no idea who was benefiting 
from this, if there was a plan for this ammonium nitrate. And this is what's really enraging the Lebanese people now. Let me tell you, just give you a little overview of yeah. what, what preceded this explosion. Yes. Okay. Lebanese civil war ended in 1990. Yes. A lot of aid from all over the world started pouring into Lebanon to be able to... What was the civil... Who were the two sides of the civil war? There was a lot of phases of the civil war. It all started... Uh, uh, Lebanon is, has always been a very sectarian uh, uh, country, okay? Groups of uh, uh, Christians and Muslims and Sunni and Shiite and Maronite and Catholic and they all want a piece uh, uh, of the land and and so after the after the the, uh, the French uh, colony, uh, the French were colonized uh, colonized uh, Lebanon, and then in uh, 1947, the Lebanese uh, had their independence. Right. So and there was a, a kind of they, they constructed the government, putting the Christian into power. In charge. Yes, uh, Lebanon was uh, a little bit more Christians than than uh, than Muslims, so the Christian had the power. Got it. Uh, and this, of course, bothered the, the rest of the groups in Lebanon. So there was already tension. Then when uh, the, the, uh, the Israel invasion of Palestine happened, there was a lot of uh, uh, the, the whatever, I mean, happened. In the, there the, the Palestinians started coming into Lebanon. So the force oh. between Muslims and Christians started shifting. There was more Muslims than Christians. I and then the it. tension started rising between the Palestine, the Palestinian, and whoever got affiliated with the Palestine, who is the Shuai and uh, the Shiite and all the pan Arab Shiite Muslims and the people who wanted the pan Arab region. Pan Arab meaning unifying a much larger Arab yes. country that would be able to finally uh, deal with the United States, China, and the larger nations. Exactly. Got it. Yes, making united forces of Arab uh, states. Right. Uh, so there had, the, the tension rose between this side and the Christian side. Did you and have any family members that were involved in the civil war at all? Uh, family members, direct family members, no, but a lot of uh, friends of my parents and everybody was involved one way or another. The civil really? war, yes, the civil war lasted from 75 to 1990. I was born in the civil war. You uh, were? Yes, I was born. And I remember, I mean, I've, I've, I've lived the civil war, the bombing, the being in the bunkers. and uh, What is that like? Uh, I mean, I was, a, I, was, uh, I was about eight or nine years old, eight years old when the last phase of the civil war happened. Right. And I remember very clearly uh, my aunt picking me up from school and running towards the house. And I could hear and see the, the missiles over our heads. Arriving home, going into the uh, garage, like the the, the the basement, the basement of our building. Actually, yeah. we stayed there for about a week, and then there was a bomb that came into our building and perforated four floors and exploded in the in the basement. Right. We didn't know what happened. Really, my uncle and my father were exactly where the bomb uh, uh, exploded a few seconds before that. They were walking back into the room where we were all gathered. Yeah. And the explosion happened. It was complete mayhem. We ran away, smoke, suffocating. We ran away to our uh, neighbor's uh, building. Who They had a bigger basement and a yeah. much more secure basement. And all the neighborhoods gathered there. And this is where... We spent the last period of the Civil War, which was about a month or a little longer, 
And I remember clearly everything. I remember people running into the basement, all bloody, screaming. I remember a woman. What did woman. you think? You're like eight or nine. What are you? I thinking? didn't. I didn't. You know, when you're so young and when you have parents that do everything to protect you and even to protect your psyche and try to tell you it's okay, everything's going to be okay. And we were all kids gathered and playing, but of course we were scared. Sure. And I didn't know how much this period of my life influenced me. Until years and years later, I was about 18 years old and I was in the living room with my mother watching TV and suddenly I hear something like and it started intensifying and intensifying and I felt something that I've never felt before, a fear that I've never felt before and all my body was shaking and in the end it, something exploded in the sky and I swear to God, all these memory, all this fear, everything came back to me and it was the most horrifying seconds that I lived in my life. I honestly thought I was going to die. I jumped, I don't know, like 10 meters ahead and I was looking at my mother, I wanted to tell her I love her and I couldn't say anything. And I felt like I was, I, we were going to die. And this is when I understood how much ingrained in me this war is, you know? So this is like 10 years or 20, like 12 years later, you're having kind of like a flashback. Yes, I understood that I, all of this is inside my body. Does it know? still come out now like that? Yes, it does. When I, when I, it happened again in the 2006 uh, when there was also a war between uh, Israel and Hezbollah. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, there was uh, uh, all the, uh, you, could see, you, see, you could see missiles in the sky. You could see the uh, military airplanes, the Israeli military airplanes uh, flying over the suburbs of uh, Lebanon. And... Of course, I relived everything. So now what is going on in Lebanon, everybody is reliving all of these things and people cannot take it anymore. Right. But let me take it from there. After the civil war in 1990, a lot of aid started flowing into, the Leba into Lebanon uh, to be able to rebuild this country. You mean uh, aid like financial money, financial not aid to the disease? No, no, no. Yes, aid. Yeah, yeah. AIDS. You're like, a lot of AIDS came into Lebanon. No, 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 no. no. Right. Yes, Just thank you for putting yeah. that out. <laughs> a lot of uh, financial aid uh, right. came from all over the world to the Lebanese government to rebuild the country. But as corrupt as the Lebanese government has always been, they took this money and put it in their pockets and they used very, very little of it. They really robbed about 85% of all the aid right. that came from uh, foreign uh, countries. Yeah, because it's got to, listen, imagine you're in a small country, smallish country, and this aid is super necessary, but when they flow the money, they gotta, it's got to go through the proper channels. And imagine, I mean, imagine how many beaks got to get wet before that money actually makes it all the way. Yeah, yeah a nickel yeah. trickles in behind the dollar. Man. You know what I mean? If that. Yeah. Before we go I mean, any further, situate, yeah. can situate, because Americans are notoriously terrible when it comes to geography. So situate where exactly Lebanon is in relation to, like, for instance, Israel. So Lebanon has two borders, uh, with Israel from the south, yep. and then the rest of it is Syria. 
Okay, where, where all that shit in Syria is going on. Where all that shit in Syria is going on, and also the war in Syria af- uh, affected Lebanon and the Lebanese economy a lot because we had more than 2 million Syrians coming into Lebanon, right. and now they are in Lebanon. Right. You know, so it's like one thing after the other that is really deconstructing Lebanon. Right. So Lebanon is in the, in the Middle East. It's in the uh, West Asia. Okay. Uh, it has to the n- to the north and to the uh, to the east Syria, to the south Israel, and to the west the Mediterranean Sea. On right. the other side of Lebanon, you have Cyprus. On the other side of on the uh, east west of the Lebanon, you have Cyprus, and then you have you you have Italy and right. Greece. You know, if you want to go to the Mediterranean, so this is where we are situated. Right, got it. Uh, and. Uh, so this, uh, the Lebanese government put all the money in their pockets, right. which left Lebanon with more than a hundred billion dollars of debts. Right. And uh, this debt led Lebanon also not to have, and the Lebanese people, uh, not to have uh, basic needs such as electricity, uh, water, uh, a good uh, healthcare system. And, uh, and a good educational system. We have a great educational system, but it costs a lot of money. It's not, it's, you know, it's, you don't have free schools. All the governmental schools suck. Right. You know, if you want your children to have that's a good education. To, that's what they're trying to do here. I, I don't agree, honestly, because it, education and health should not be uh, uh, elitistic. It should, uh, this is the basic needs of every human being right. Right. living in a country. Uh, this is my, my opinion. Uh, so it led Lebanon to, to, to this huge debt and not having basic needs. Right. Now, uh, in October 2019, the Lebanese government uh, decided to put a fine on WhatsApp. On which, WhatsApp, on, which is the app that's which free is for a, everyone else in the world. Yes. And that's what they use to talk to their people back in the old country. Yes, and it's, it's widely used by Lebanon and it's uh, by Lebanese people and by all the world. So right. at this point, and I'm really, really making everything very short because there's a lot of shit that happened. You're between right. the You're right. Educate us. Yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is a highly... You know, just so you know, our show is a, a highly cultural, very upper crust. Yeah. Highly lethal. Highly lethal. <laughs> highly lethal. Highly lethal show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so before this also, there was a sanitarian crisis uh, in Lebanon because the government was putting, had, had a dam in the middle of a residential area also. Yeah. And the resident of the area said, we can't take it anymore. Go do something about it. Build a dam. Do something about it with the, all the fucking money that you're stealing from the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when this dam was closed, uh, there was nowhere else to throw the Lebanese garbage, and the Lebanese garbage started being accumulated in the streets of Lebanon, what? and it's still happening. Wow. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait, wow. wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have this, and then you have the cherry on top of the uh, the, the government wanting to fine uh, WhatsApp. So the Lebanese people couldn't take it anymore. They, the, and this is when the uh, in October 2019, uh, a peaceful revolution right. uh, started with the people, and it started uh, uh, 
it started peacefully and then it got a, a little violent, but it's mainly the military and the government side that is inflicting violence. Oh, we, we, we understand that here in the States. Oh, we yes, have, I uh, know we have you a do. Ton, tons <laughs> of peaceful protests and then these cops either out, outwardly or some of them yeah. uh, are in disguise and they come in and try to incite violence. Exactly, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ha- I think it happens all over the world, to right. be honest. Right. So they're, they're but, they're but not at a certain extent, yeah. So they just went backwards or just stopped handling all the rubbish? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, uh, there was ideas and there was thoughts, but it's, it's still accumulating and there's still not a substantial... Uh, what do you resi- do with it when it's like that? It's just in the streets? It's just in the streets. It's fucking... It's, in, it's crazy. crazy. And then this they put nuts. calcium on it so it doesn't stink. But then when you have rain... That's crazy, When bro. you have... When it rains, it's acid rain. I'm right. telling you. That, I mean, there are... This, it's crisis over crisis over crisis. And the Lebanese insane. people... It's having environmental... You know we, we yeah. you know, here in the United States, we, we would be willing to donate our president to Lebanon <laughs> to help lead you. Please, would you accept that? Would you no accept that? No way, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Oh, my God, what a masquerade. Anyway. Uh, so, okay. The revolution started and um, uh, and the Lebanese started defaulting on the debt, of course. Mm. So the Lebanese currency lost 80% of its value. Wow. Of its value. Dude, imagine that, Steve. Dude. Yeah. Imagine you got 100 bucks in your pocket and now it's worth 20 bucks. Now it's worth 18 cents. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. I mean, and, and then in May 2020, a capital control was implemented. Okay, so what does that mean? The government blocked money and it, they were granting a, a withdrawal limit of $200 uh, per month. Per, per account. To stop people from whipping their money out of the bank. Yes, because they want it and because the bank are mainly owned by governmental, by p- politicians and by people in the government. Bitcoin. And on the other hand, also... Bitcoin. Yes. Yes, I know. And people are... <laughs> no, people started, actually. But really? Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they're more and more aware of it and they're more and more aware of its potential. But also when you have no money and you don't have access to your money and to your savings. Yeah. You, what can you do about it? You're being it? held hostage. Yes, and this is exactly what was going on with the Lebanese people. I mean, there was so eighty percent, eighty percent of the Lebanese currency has lost its value. Fifty percent of the Lebanese people are living under poverty line. Forty percent, uh, it's mm. now the employment is forty uh, percent is going to go worse and worse and of worse. Of course. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, banks uh, started loaning the government, and then because also the banks are owned by government, so the government was uh, doing profit from the from the high uh, rates of loans. Unbelievable. Yeah. One thing that triggers the other, and then you have uh, COVID that came COVID, and, yeah. and made. I mean, the richest countries of the world are suffering from COVID. So. Right. Yeah. Lebanon is completely was completely destroyed by it, uh, and now we had on August 4, 2020, we have this massive explosion. Right, and and just so people understand, so um, uh, ammonium nitrate, you know, usually it comes in like white pellets when it's first created, but part of the problem is it's highly water soluble. So what happens is when you store a huge amount together. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and there's moisture, it turns into one giant fucking rock. And all it takes is... A spark. A spark, and that entire giant, like, 2,750-tonal fucking rock of explosives just blows up. So think about that. And that's why there was... People were saying there's a mushroom cloud, and they were questioning it because it wasn't a nuclear bomb. But the the explosion was so powerful that the shockwave of air that comes out from that compression created that ring that gave that sense of uh, atomic bomb exactly yeah. yes. that's exactly right yeah yeah it's not because I mean it's not only atomic bombs that make this mushroom it's, it, it's right. the you, mushroom depends on the strength of the explosion and I learned also that the red that came off is actually the surface of ammonium nitrate that wasn't blown uh, that didn't take fire, so it it goes into the air and creates. And because this is there why was an this Italian, is there was an Italian scientist who was saying actually there must have been weapons in there because um, ammonium uh, nitrate doesn't turn red when it burns. He was saying because it was red, he thinks that there were actually uh, military missiles inside that inside that. Oh really? I haven't uh, heard about I, that. I saw that last night because I was researching for the show. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you would do your research. Of course, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, you know, I was going to do my research, too. <laughs> you don't oh, you I saw you researching. You didn't say, oh, Lucky's <laughs> just about a second ago. Lucky's going to do his research, for I sure. knew Lucky was going to do some research on vegan cookies. Later. So you have, you are, you have a fundraiser? I do. Did I, I rush that? Did you have more I, to add? I, yes, no, I just ahead, wanted add. to put uh, people in a Please, picture of what happened. We have the happened. eminent, the most uh, highly decorated actress here. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so when the explosion happened, as I was saying, 300,000 people found themselves homeless in a matter of seconds. Uh, major 300,000 yes. that's crazy 300,000 that's a lot that's yes. a lot of people uh, they're, they're currently homeless we have like uh, overnight not overnight in a second right boom the explosion happened right. we in, have to leave here There's in Los no Angeles else. we've slowly watched the homeless population grow and grow imagine just like in one second you have 300,000 people on the street oh god yeah yeah it's terrible that's it's like families. 100 it's families and it's 50,000 coliseums filled up Wow, yeah. Wow, look at you. Did you do your research, you son of a bitch? <laughs> God damn it. 
Did you see his eyes? The lucky gave me the how do you like like, them apples eyes? How do you like that? Take that. How's the research? (laughs) Let me give you some fucking facts and figures, motherfucker. How you like that? Now that in in, in a second, what was the uh, what what's the current death rate right now? It's uh, about 170 people, and honestly, uh, like thousands injured. Thousand like. more than 400,000 people injured, hundreds of them still in a very, very critical uh, condition. Uh, about 80 people are still missing, among them are kids. And Damn. yes, we don't know if they're in the sea, if they're under the rubble that hasn't been yet uh, dug up. Uh, major hospitals in the capital were uh, rendered inoperable. Uh, they were and the people died in and you it. still have covid on top of all of this. course and now this covid is flaring up of course because people are on the streets helping and uh, and uh, right. the other other uh, all of the hospitals are that are still operable are completely overwhelmed oh. you know mm. uh, so the lebanese people uh, and lebanon are completely unable to handle this crisis by themselves this is why uh, uh, help from all over the world is really critical at this point. Right. And it's even more critical that this help does not go into the hand of the government. Uh-huh. Because yeah. let me tell you something. In Do the it. midst yeah. of all this fucking craziness, yes. some aid, some medical aid uh, came from abroad. I don't remember if it was from Turkey or Tun- Tunis, Tunisia. I, 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 not disappeared. F- suddenly, you find them in the fucking pharmacies and you find people on the street trying to send, uh, sell them. Instead, mm-hmm. because it went into the government's hand. So even in this crisis, the wait, government wait, wait, wait. is not so to be trusted. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, go ahead. So you're saying that medical supplies came in yeah. and they were somehow got the government... Ended up in the grain market. Were, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, this is why it's really critical that any aid that come to Lebanon now uh, is directed to NGOs and to uh, initiatives and there's a lot of NGOs and there's a lot of individual initiatives that are really doing amazing job now on the ground and this is also what I want to promote so we started me and three other Lebanese people living between here and New York we decided to start a fundraiser through GoFundMe. Okay. And uh, we are directing the fund to an initiative that started uh, with the Lebanese Revolution in October 2019. It was a very spontaneous uh, uh, initiative from the people to the people, you know, and it started really slowly growing. And there's a team of doctors and, uh, and architects and a lot of volunteers that are, that are working in it now. It's called Liban Troc. Liban truck, which means they started by, uh, um, how do you say, when you take and give without money, like a truck? Barter. Barter, yes. So they started this initiative to uh, to uh, kind of educate people. Nice one, Stevie. Listen, I love it. This falls wrong. I'm just saying. You know, it is, it, it is so terrible what is happening. This explosion in Lebanon. I mean, <laughs> Uh, that's terrible. I, uh, this I, show I, is unedited <laughs> and it's real, man. You know what it reminds me It's it was like it in the movie theater when it gets real good and it, you start slurping <laughs> up. You know, when you're really into it, you start slurping up. Yeah. 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 like, hey, man, what are you doing? Hey, you know what? It reminds me of that scene in Goodfellas when they go out for the second date and Joe Pesci with that Jewish lady and her friend. And, mm-hmm. and Joe Pesci's he's like, I don't know what happened. I, mean, I hope he's not sick. I mean, I hope he's okay. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Wait, so let, so Liban yes. truck. Liban truck. L I B A N T R O C. 
Liban truck started uh, with the rise of the revolution in uh, October 2019 and um, it was actually uh, taking case by case, uh, helping really people, uh, uh, families on the verge of starvation, uh, individuals with, uh, with medical emergencies and they work in a very transparent way. Uh, uh, they're my friends actually and I know them very well. Uh, so uh, this was before the explosion. After the explosion, they deployed... <laughs> <laughs> Stop that, Stevie! Come on! I'm sorry, Show it's getting interesting. Jesus Christ, man! You have all my attention. I, do I? Yes. <laughs> all right, please. Okay. Uh, so, uh, since the explosion, uh, they deployed their teams um, uh, on the streets of Beirut. They're distributing food water, uh, medical supplies. They built tents and squares in Beirut to also give people some kind of uh, shelter. And uh, they're also... Oh, my God, man, what shall we do with this guy? He's thirsty. He's okay, thirsty. It's okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. How can now you, I'll stop. How can you... <laughs> now I'll stop. <laughs> and I won't do it again for the rest of the show. Okay, thank you, Stevie. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Again, Liban truck. No Liban truck. Liban truck is now helping uh, families, individuals, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an individual uh, initiative, initiative right. made by a Grassroots. group of exactly by a group of people. Actually, before the explosion, they were in the process of uh, resist, uh, registering the the, the initiative. Uh, to make it an NGO, but with everything that happened, they're just doing whatever they can now to help people. Right. And this is where our money is is going. Uh, it's so not going into a politician's no, pocket? Nope. Okay. Nope, nope, right. nope. It's going to this group of people who are doing an amazing job helping uh, Lebanese victims. Sure. People in need. Sure. And it's really, it's not only Beirut that has been hit. It's all of Lebanon. This is, this is affecting all of Lebanon. The port that was the... Uh, uh, where 80% of uh, uh, important supplies such as food and medicine and all of that was coming from is now destroyed. Right. So, starva is, we are, Lebanon is going to go into a starvation uh, Okay, uh, so the, go, the GoFundMe, how yeah. do they give you the, how do, how do we give so you the money? you go uh, on the Liban Truck uh, Instagram account and then the link is in the bio. It's as simple as that. Liban truck, L-I-B-A-N-T-R-O-C. Liban truck. L-I-B-A-N-T-R-O-C. Liban truck. Liban truck. Instagram account, link in bio. It's as simple as that. Very good. You can do $10, it's great. You can do $20, it's great. Anything will make a really huge difference this is now how people is gonna how lebanon is gonna heal itself by the generosity of people abroad let me ask you this yeah how the hell are the lebanese people going to replace this government it's well they are they they were on the streets since uh, october 2019 demanding a, 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 a reform you know it's a very very difficult situation now and this is why there's the intervention of france of uh, uh, of the United States, of Britain, uh, and on the other side, you have the intervention of Iran and Turkey, and th now there is really an international 
discussion about what the hell is going to happen in Lebanon. And to be honest, nobody knows. Because uh, a part of the Lebanese want one thing and the other part want a different thing. So there, uh, we're even talking about a lot of tension now in Lebanon. We don't know what the hell is going to happen. I'm going there and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm concerned. Are you able to travel there from here with, yeah. during COVID? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can. You have mm. to do a test uh, like two, three days prior to your uh, travel. Have you had a COVID test yet? Yes. I did too. Have you had a COVID test? No. I had a COVID test. Uh, did they stick the swab in your nose? They did. I had it twice. Why did you have to take the test twice? Well, I, had it, I did it first just for prevention, you know, because I got sick and I wanted to make sure. Right. And now the second time because I'm traveling. So. Right. Did, has any, have any of you guys gotten like a little bit of a cold and you're like, oh, shit, this is COVID coming. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you get better and like... Every time I have a sore like, throat, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then you get a little bit better and you're like, maybe I'm all right. Yeah. Steve's saying no. I don't even think like that. I had to get a test because I went up to my sister's wedding. Sure. And did they stick the things in your nose or in your ass? Which one did you do? No, I stuck the things in my ass. They right, stuck right, the things right, in my, my nose. nose. Yeah. <laughs> and, they twi- and they twisted it. And they twi- what kind of results did you get from the ass? Oh, uh, I actually, I got some great results. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you, we, do you want to share them with us? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> 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 they told me they were testing me for COVID. They put some big old Q-tips in my rear end. And they never got a hold of me. I never got a result. Nothing. <laughs> oh, I got a result. <laughs> um, no, so, okay, so you had to take the COVID. You're going to yeah. go back. When are you going back? When? Yeah. Um, like the, the, in, a, in a couple of days. I'm yeah. going to throw a name at you. Go ahead. And when I throw the name at you, I just want you to, the first thing that pops in your head. Go right? ahead. Khalil Gabran. The soul of Lebanon. Do you know that... And you didn't know this. I'm going to share it with you. Okay. Go ahead. One of the first books my mom gave me. The Prophet? Was The Prophet. Wow, man. Right? It's such a beautiful and, book. And uh, I was probably about, um, you know, she had all of Khalil's writing. Okay. But, she did? Yeah, you but The Prophet me. was, her, pre- was her favorite. You told me and that. And she gave me the book. I think it was 13. And she gave me that book. And she inscribed it. And I remember... <clears throat> attempting to read it, thinking that I was comprehending. It's very you know? philosophical, yeah. And um, not really getting it, and, and eventually lost the copy she gave me. And you know, then in my, I remember my early twenties, I was at um, the Bodhi Tree. Do you remember the Bodhi Tree? Yeah, great bookstore. Yeah, man. one of my favorite places. When they used my to have mom- bookstores, right? And my mom used to go to the Bodhi Tree because she would always get her friends gifts there. So I'd yeah. always go in there. So I knew this store had a lot of relevance to me. So I, go, I was in there with a friend, and I saw it. I'm like, let me grab this, you know, a new copy of it. And I remember me reading, rereading The Prophet in my early 20s. Mm. And it, different, I mean, things hitting me, like uh, maybe thoughts or ideas or concepts that I'd had inside or thought that never put words to. Yeah. It really, really wrong with me. It resonated with me. And as I got older, I would look at these things and a lot of the messages that he was sharing have gained in their depth and yeah. their meaning to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, I just, oh, like, boom, I just, uh, when I first met you, we I mentioned it. I think I you did, met, yeah, now I remember. But uh, it's honestly, like, in my top 
three books in the world. Wow, that's nice. It's one of them. I have so much like his quotes and just everything he was about and what he talks about is just uh, so. You know, I think even when Paul or my uh, when Mr. Uh, Jones told me that you guys were going out, he's like, "Yeah, I should let me." I instantly remembered the prophet. Yeah, I instantly feel like oh, I'm always drawn. Yeah, That's I'm drawn nice. because you know, uh, you know, Gandhi is one of my spiritual uh, idols, and, and Khalil is too. You know, like yeah. these are like I have like two or three people. That I look to, it's like you know. He he was a, he was a great philosopher, poet, writer. Everything. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, he really reflects the culture of Lebanon, you know. And my heart bleeds when I think that we might lose uh, all this heritage, all this culture, all this beauty, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just Liban- just yeah. like uh, like what we're trying to preserve on the west side. Losing all the culture of Westlos and all that other kind of stuff. Sure, we know about. Yeah. yeah. We know not in the same formats and, and different degrees and ways they're going yeah. about it. Yeah. But the loss of having everything removed so that afterwards there's no more remnants of these people. So yeah. if, if I go to Lebanon. Scary yeah. thought. Let's, let's say we get past all this and I go to Lebanon. What, do, what should I eat? What's the what's the number one thing I should fuck? Because Mister Jones was telling yeah. me about. Mister yeah. Jones yeah. told me that your father. Yeah. From yeah. the moment he and yeah. I look at look at you're gonna win my heart over it. if you're a man that cooks because I cook. Yeah. I, as soon as he said that, that's like the type of men in my family. Right. They all cooked. You yeah, know, yeah. they were in the kitchen more than some of the women. Right. Yeah. But when he told me that, I was like, really? What are you guys eating? And he's like, oh, dude, her dad's. A, yeah. Give us some dishes. That go on Not, in your house that your dad made. Like, what do we got to eat? Yeah, well, come we got to hit us with it. If honestly, yeah, any fucking thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Said that, Let me write you, that down. Wait, when she just There's said that right now, her neck looked a little bit like Lepke's when he starts raising his Right. <laughs> All the veins started, just jumped out of her neck. Any I'll fucking, fucking tell you right now, motherfucker. That's what. Honestly, any fucking thing. Anything on the menu, you're going to be sure that is delicious. Now, if you don't like, uh, I don't know, chicken liver, then don't, don't order the chicken liver. If but you don't if like chicken like, liver, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> but, but I mean, we have, uh, and what's beautiful in the <laughs> Lebanese, like, like any... If you don't like a chicken liver, then don't you go fucking fuck order yourself. Why would you take the chicken <laughs> liver and fucking dip it in some COVID and go fucking fuck yourself? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, what do you want me to tell you? Every fucking thing. The Lebanese food is very, very diverse, and it has it's it has a lot of plant-based food, okay. and uh, it's like really half-half plant-based and meat-based, and basically everything that we have, it's vegan. We have a lot of traditional vegan uh, food, which this is why when I went vegan, it was very easy for me. Right. Because we are in the Mediterranean. It's it's there's a lot of plant-based. There's a lot of plant available. Of and, course. And like you. Omega and grains, yes. just flying into exactly. your hair. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, but what I uh, advise you to do is when you go and when you look at the menu, order something that you do not know. Because most of the things that are known is the hummus, the tabbouleh, the shawarma, the kebab. You want Hold it? on, say shawarma again. Shawarma. Okay, shawarma. That, that's, shawarma. How you, that's how you say shawarma. You don't say shawarma. 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 When you hear people no, say shawarma. When I say shawarma. How do you shawarma. Say, say Shawarma. Shawarma. 
Shawarma. Shawarma. Shawarma. Shawarma. Depending on also. Uh, hey, man. Can I, I got to just say, I'm looking at this yeah, picture right yeah, now, yeah. bro. Is that your dad? That's my dad. What does Dude, your dad bro. look like? I just want to sit. Okay, well, I'm looking at this picture, does man. Does he look like the big ragu? What does he look Dude, like? Dude, he's like, he's like this, this rich salt of the earth. Yes. Like Mediterranean man. Yeah. And he's like dark olive skin, bro, yeah. right? With yeah. this white beard and white hair. Yeah. And he just looks like he's going to cook you something really good. Yeah. And you're going to sit down and have some wine with him. That's what's going to happen, bro. Because they've got like this jug of like, it looks like a Chianti or something. And then they've got all this like... Oh, olive oils and fresh olives oh, and, like, and all this food oh, and it's yeah. like you just man dude it's yeah yeah hook, my father uh, I like, I like I, I'm a good judge of character yeah like I learned to as soon as I spot you yeah I kind of yeah. and I'm telling you right now I'd sit down and eat with this man and I'd be I'm stuck sure. at the yeah. table it's all Sicilian, night so that Mediterranean your DNA is just flying it's absolutely just take a look at this isn't that a table oh, yeah. you want to be at was this right? what, what is what is this First the baptism of, all, of uh, Freya? Listen, let me tell you something. Yeah. What I'm looking at, right? Okay, is there's large green leafy greens on the table. There looks like roasted garlic or something there. And like you said, there's a million different little bottles with different colored liquids in it with different caps. And if that's your father, it looks like he's just smelling the drink. Then there's like like three generations of people at the table. Yeah. Uh, what is that? That was the baptism of my little niece, Freya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean... So, yeah, my dad cooks. My dad is in love with food. And it's, I, it's actually my dad and my mother. She cooks amazingly. But it's the love of my dad for food that made me be obsessed with cooking also. Mm -hmm. and, now, food now, and, and now I'm looking at... Now, it looks like, I mean, they put a fish on a grill and it's the entire fish. They're it, like, fuck it, leave the head on, leave yeah, the fins on. Right? Yeah. That's where all the flavors that is in the sure. eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. What kind of fish is that? I think it was a sea bass, if a I'm not bass, mistaken. Kick his yeah. ass sea bass. And then yeah. I also <laughs> see... Um, looks like grilled vegetables. And then what kind of a grill is that? It looks like it's a stone oven or... So I can't, I, I, it's actual wood. You're using yeah. actual wood sure, sure, to sure. make the grill. That's amazing. And Lebanon, like most of the times when you, you use wood or... or uh, what kind of coal? wood are they using? I don't know. Charcoal? It depends. Charcoal. It's a Lebanese yeah, hickory. No, they actually got wood. Yeah. That's like actual sticks. And who yeah. is this that's uh, grilling the fish? Uh, that's the... We're, we're at the, my father's friend's restaurant so it's pro oh that's me i am grilling the fish yeah. let me see <laughs> let me see you know how to grill a fish man i know how to do a lot of things oh now i oh, yeah. well, oh, chante, mon cher. now uh, i understand why mr cooking Jones. cooking wise no yeah. i'm obsessed with food as i was Wait telling you is that you is that you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Your hair's a little different there. Yeah, it was long. I cut it. Yeah, look at you. Grilling <laughs> fish. You were putting on the show for Mr. Jones, weren't you? Yeah. You were like, look it. I can do everything, Mr. Jones. I can cook. I can clean. Hey, Rama. <laughs> Khalil Gabran. Huh? Khalil Gabran. Khalil Gabran. Yeah. Khalil, Khalil Gabran. Poet. You got right? anything to say about that? He's a poet. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know much about him. Mm. I do. My wife has a book of his. Mm. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's the book you mentioned. The Prophet. The Prophet. The Prophet. Yeah, yeah. She has that book. I, I, that. I was yeah, checking in with one of my spiritual teachers right now. Yeah. Rama. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Rama. <laughs> Thank you, Rama. Thank you very much, Rama. <laughs> <laughs> Top Rama. Uh, Rama. How about Rumi? You like Rumi? Yeah, yeah. 
Of course, man. Rumi, Rumi is one of he's he's much older and uh, than uh, Khalil Gibran and yeah. Rumi is also an incredible philosopher and a poet and a, and a teacher of life. I would mm-hmm. call him absolutely. Really. So okay, but is there a name of a dish? So we've talked about everything's good. What's the traditional Lebanese dish? So, I mean, there are so much. There is mjaddara. Uh, it, excuse I like me, what? the name of that. Mjaddara. It's mjaddara. such a, it's just lentils. I'm naming my onions. next daughter that. Mjaddara. You don't mjaddara. want that. That's a pretty name. <laughs> yeah, mjaddara. Mjaddara. Yeah, you have mjaddara. You have mluhiye. Which is mluhiye. It's so good. Oh, I can do this all day. Can Why is it that it it it, it sounds almost like um, it, it sounds almost like like when I listen to somebody speak. Almost uh, Israeli as well. It has like some of the same. Well, they, of it's course, yes, yeah, yeah, of course. Very close. I mean, the Hebrew and the and the yeah. Arabic. Yeah. We have and the, we, we have. I uh, love it, man. Yeah. It is so. I've never heard you speak Arabic. Arabic, and I've never heard you say these dishes. But it's really yeah. nice, man. I love. She has like a great pronunciation. Well, of that she's stuff, an right? actress. Great say some more. Yeah. Just say a bunch of dishes. Look at, look at, look at how, how It's my native language. I know. Like, <laughs> look at it, look at it. But it's refreshing to hear because we don't okay, hear that. Okay, here you go. I'm going to go, tell you. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, here we go. Okay. Kibib saniye. Kibbenaye. Mluchiye. Mjaddara. Mjaddara. Come here, Jaddara. Lubyeb zed. Let me see. Fatouche is fucking oh, amazing. Fatouche. My favorite salad ever. Oh, I like ever. a fatouche. Yes. Yeah. You have bed awarma. Oh, my oh, God. Bed awarma. 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 Awarma is basically preserved meat. So they oh. take the meat and then they store it in the fat. Oh, the please store fat. my meat oh. in your fat. That's a good one. I like that. Very that good. Makes Very sense. good. I like that. Or store my fat in your meat. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that so you store it and then you can leave it out. You can uh, use it all through the winter. You oh, know? yeah. This yeah. Is yeah. A, the meat all through the winter. And the, and the, we have a, uh, in the Lebanese uh, uh, cooking culture also, we have a lot of, um, how do you say, munition? No, not... Um, uh, when you store and dry things uh, for, for the cured. winter, cured. yeah, you oh. cure and you dry vegetable and you kind of preserve and pickle. And we have a lot of yeah, this. Uh, a lot of how this. do you call this? So uh, that you can keep it through the other seasons. Exactly. Like, a larder that you keep a, a storage. Larder. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So we we practice. We practice. So this tell a the lot. truth now. Let's just cut the shit. Let's get okay. right down to tell it. You me. said all the nice stuff. Okay. Right. And we've gotten the the generosities and the whatever's out of the way. Yeah. Is it true that Mr. Jones have you read the Lebanese menu while you guys are being romantic? Is that true? <laughs> he asks you. To yeah. Just read the menu. Yeah. Say it again. What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you cooking today? Zadara. Oh my God. <laughs> <What up? laughs> all right. I want to make sure that we yeah. got all the pertinent information for for the fundraiser. Fund- Yes, again, I'm going to say it. Uh, mm-hmm. Go on the Instagram account of Liban Truck, L-I-B-A-N-T-R-O-C, and you'll find the link in the bio. It's a very easy step. You click on it, and then you're in the GoFundMe page. And really, whatever you can do would be really, I mean, your generosity will make a huge difference and impact. And please share as much 
as possible. Lebanon really needs the generosity of the whole world. We're gonna we're gonna story it up when you're when you're when this goes on. Yeah. We'll story it on the Hard Luck Show. That's very uh, very we'll and really all, guys. I yeah. really appreciate that you've have you have me here and that you're helping me promote this. Really well, absolutely. It. Well, it's, yeah. They go. They wash. One hand washes the other. Right. Listen, okay, you're a very you know. accomplished okay. actress. Yes, here you are. it comes. Yeah. No, Lauren. You're you're a time. <laughs> Yes. That we will ask you for, and that time no, may never she's come. Already, we've already asked her for. She's already involved in one of the favors. That's hey, true. Man, let me let she's me tell you something. Working with H2K. The moment I saw Lepke, <sighs> I knew that deep deep inside he was a very sensitive man. And I knew that... I thought she was going to say, as soon as I saw Lepke, I realized I fucked up by dating Mr. Jones. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait. I know Go that, ahead. yes. Please, please. I know that I can, I can bring the woman out of him. <laughs> I know, this is what his, well, this is what his missing. Sounds like an exorcism. Yeah. We're going to get that woman about you, boy. She's going to pull his meat out of that Oh, fat. man, he's, he's a sensitive dude, and I want to show his, his sensitivity. He is. Yeah. He, he actually is. is. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Is. And yeah. I think with the proper like direction, he'll he'll be a great actor. Oh my actor. god, that'd be an really. amazing show so, so of <laughs> you trying to put uh, Lepke in touch with his femininity. Of course, it, well, yeah. because listen, here's the thing that's been going on behind the scenes. So some people may say like, well, wait a second, why all of a sudden are you doing a show of, of, about Lebanon and about the explosion of Beirut? And we said, mm-hmm. look, it, it's because we've got Lepke's acting coach, teacher, yeah. mentor. Mm. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's working with him and she's helping to bring out his feminine side and, and put away some of that mutant side. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, and broaden his abilities as an actor. <laughs> right. And help prepare him for right. what's coming down the road for that guy. <laughs> oh, dude. I, he, I, d- listen, I'm going to tell you something. I mean, you know something about this. But it's like, we've talked to Lepke and we said, do you understand you're going to become famous and like well-known are you prepared for that lekby and he would be like oh yeah what do you mean yeah and we could tell in his eyes he was not prepared for the level of attention and he might lose his mind once everything happens and there's going to be a lot of acting roles thrown towards him yeah right he's going to have a couple million followers at least right and there's going to be some roles that open up because listen anybody can have a big splash the first time that can happen for anybody sure yeah. the question is what's the follow-up and if you don't have the skills and the chops for the follow-up you're fucked that's you're a one-hit wonder right. yep right so we've brought in that the the greatest acting coach of all time to come in and work <laughs> with lepke so that when that next role comes he's prepared yep. well i think that I think what we're thinking about is that, like, hey, he's a tough guy. Right. And it's easy for him to play a tough guy role. Right. That's really not Lepke acting. Right. That's but what's right. going to happen right. is those roles are going to show up. Right. And what's going to happen when that role shows up for that transvestite? What right. is Lepke right. going to do? Is he I, think, I think he has it. He has an He needs to be able to embrace <laughs> this, man, and execute, you know? Listen, so, so can you give us an idea, like, because you're a professional and you're yeah. well-known and well-regarded, can you give us an idea of some of the... Hey, act- yeah. There's Lepke. That's Lepke right there, dancing. That's Lepke. Here he goes. That's him. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, this is when his feminine side was starting to come out a little bit. Uh, listen, 
the, the thing that's the actual hardest part is is when the acting um, session is over and then we try to push it all back in. We're like, Lefke. <laughs> you mean reel it back? Yeah, like, yeah. get back, boy. Like, get it. Oh, and man. Like, Once you push it out, there's <laughs> no way back. <laughs> it's like, kind of like uh, the addiction. You know, once you open up that can of worms or you let the gorilla out of the cage, oh, you yeah. know, putting him back yeah, in. Yeah, you're going to go all the, the way. The butterfly doesn't turn into a caterpillar. No, no. sir. And the pickle don't go back to a cucumber. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What yeah. are some of the acting exercises that... Because we're going to do a session on air, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing a whole acting session where you're going to come in and help him yep. do monologues from the notebook. Yes. yes. Give us a little, yeah, give yeah. us a little preview for Lepke, like some of the different exercises well, you might get. I think to. what I would like to see Lepke doing is something called emotional memory. Oh, I like this. love this already. Which uh, you go back to a specific place, <laughs> place and time, and then you recollect uh, this event sensorily. So it's not just oh, that wow. you're right. thinking about it. Right. What are you smelling? What are you seeing? <laughs> he told us about what he was what smelling. Are, what what are you ago. touching? What are you tasting? You know, where are you? What's under your feet and all that? So I like, want to see Lepke. I, I, I want to see Lepke turn into like Elizabeth Taylor. Right no, I want to see. I want to see Lepke. I want. Can you take? Let's take him back all the way to toddler or infancy. Exactly. Like, on the a childhood. Exactly. Yes, with a blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because one of his thumb. Exactly. One of the most right. effective emotional memories like, are taken can from we childhood. Lepke's birth? Can we put pillows and blankets and then like push them out? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> what's another way, like what's another great exercise? Like what, do you have voice warm-up exercises? Oh, sure. Of like course. what? Well, first uh, you need to uh, know how to use your diaphragm. diaphragm. <laughs> with uh, Lepke's oh. diaphragm was removed. Dude, there's nothing wrong with Dev- Lepke's diaphragm. That guy, he's just, he can go and go and go. Yeah, yeah. And what about, um, can you get him to emulate different voices, to get in touch with different personalities? Or any Shumahan, animals, Shumahan. maybe farm animals you can emulate? Yeah, we can. There are some animal exercises, but the most <laughs> important thing, oh, go ahead, the most important things is that we want to find his true voice. Oh, oh man, we've been oh. looking for that forever. This, <laughs> this is what we want to tap into. We want to go into the real Lepke, you know, the soul of Lepke. Oh, the yeah. soul of Lepke. And that bring it out. The soul, soul of Lepke. Lepke. See, I think like there's like a Lena Horn or an Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> the pan player. So he trapped them inside. Yeah. I just want let loose, man. Let that fam really come out of you. Oh. Man, you're joking, but I'm telling you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, some stuff are going to come up. You're going to be surprised. Oh, yeah. I can't right. wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, okay. Yeah. And, jeez. Um, uh, well, I think we've got to kind of maybe leave it right there. I don't That's the best preview I've ever. Did we miss anything, Steve? Is there anything that we've left on the table on this? Um, Mr. No, Jones, no, no, is there no. anything I just, that we I, I think this is. I think this. Um, I'm glad we did this show. We wanted to get you on for a number of reasons. I think that you coming on and um, and helping educate us a little bit on the on what's gone on with um, Lebanon. Yes. And that um, we're finding a way for everybody to get involved in helping uh, a yeah. country that's having a hard time helping itself. You know. Yeah. Um, it's being and cheated by you. its own yeah. hierarchy. You yes, know? thank you so much for having me here. 
and for giving me the chance to explain. Thank you. I love it. In all reality, Alexandra, you are family. Yep. Okay? I feel the Your same. Blood. I really feel the same. Thank you so Absolutely. much, guys. And uh, listen, once again, from Lamert Park, California, Haroon Coffee. Yep. We're going to say adios from the Hard Luck Show. Hasta la vista.